welcome to the Guitar Omni Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. Hey, so we're here with Andrew Ma, um, his website at andrewma.com. That's uh, Andrew, like we usually spell it, M-A-H, one word, dot com. Describes him as Canadian guitar virtuoso, which, uh, you know, that uh, he's so much more than that. Welcome, Andrew. How are you? I'm, you know, getting by okay, doing my best. Yeah? How about you? You know, it's been a weird year for everybody, right? Yeah, it's been real, really weird, man. Well, especially you know, your your country's been hit even uh, you know with a with a lot more weirdness even than ours. So. Well, I think the well, not not to get too too political here, but uh, I I would venture to say there might be a little bit more stupidity down here than than perhaps mm. <laughs> up in your neck of the woods. Well, only only because you got more people. <laughs> that that might be true too. <laughs> The, the density is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not good for the, the odds. So, Andrew, I, you and I have known each other, God, like, are we, is this 30? Are we going on like 30 years here? That can't yeah, be right. On, I think 18. No, no, oh no, 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 it's over. It's the early 90s. Yeah, it was early yeah, 90s early that 90s, we like met. 93 or something, somewhere Yeah. There. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's, that is, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's. it's it's crazy to think. And are you are you are you still living in Ottawa? Um, well, I'm. Uh, I have a, I have a weird life now. I have like a I have a small apartment in Ottawa, so I still live there basically. Okay. Generally, but I also have this country house in Quebec, which is sort of oh my god rural. It's in the country. It's a big property. So in the oh, pandemic, fantastic. Yeah, in the pandemic, I'm staying out here to uh, to be safe and uh, and also it's it's much larger and more comfortable too so that is so cool now what, do you think you'll continue to live there full time or are you going to split your time between i split my time i mean as, yeah. as we get more back to normal I'll, I'll, I'll probably split my time a lot more because i always always work in ottawa all the time right because all my rehearsals and stuff sure okay but, uh you know there's not too much rehearsal what, right how far away is it how far did, one hour what, oh okay that's great that's yeah fantastic. And a big, it's, it's basically like a big city commute right that's not, yeah not really, yeah not really a thing. but it's, oh, it's man. really like it's you know it's crazy like when I was look we were looking it was just like uh, the idea of just how far do you have to go before the prices in houses just drop like a stone and this is how far and then we wow. have to, this would be a million dollar property probably in Ottawa like, sure oh my gosh how much how how much land do you have out there uh, acre and a half it's like a good buffer oh, on the property fantastic and we have Riverview as well which is amazing oh wow and it's also but you know like it's it's like. 300 feet above the river so we're not going to get right. flooded but we have a sure, sure. view and we have the rivers like right there right outside the door almost oh how fantastic you it's know pretty amazing. nice yeah. nice little retreat when you need it i guess and not too far away it doesn't take too much effort to get to yeah 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 definitely that's great so other than uh <laughs> just trying to survive this crazy crazy time what what uh what have you been up to lately what's uh what's what's going on in in your guitar world well, I've mostly, uh, you know, I think I'm probably, I'm sure I'm not alone in this at all. It's just like, just t since the beginning, just ups and downs, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, you remember how Shearer used to talk about how, you know, like if you were, if you were alone on a desert island, you didn't have anyone to share music with, you probably wouldn't play anymore, you know? 
Yeah. yeah, I, remember, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember him saying that in a speech and reading it in his books. And, and, I, and I just thought he, at the time, right, like when I was young and young and cocky, I thought, no, he's full of it. I, this is an inner passion. I'll do it forever no matter what. Right. And, and really it's, you know, not having, to, not, not having people to perform for and, uh, you know, that energy, that sure. nebulous energy exchange that happens back and forth when you, when you perform for people. It's been, it's been hard to, to stay motivated a lot of the time. So I've, sure. Yeah, so I've I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've been doing a little bit of online teaching. I've been doing uh, I've been doing I built a studio in the last year. I built my studio. Oh wow! In in, in the place in Quebec. Yeah, yeah, fully treated. Oh fun! Room. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I I rebuilt my entire I rebuilt my entire studio actually and uh, did it really really cheap, cheaply because I had to. Yeah. But it it really it really uh, works well and it looks good. Um, did so, you update all your gear for recording too? The I, technology. Uh, no, I up, well, I did. I up, I re- very recently got uh, an RME Babyface Pro FS. Okay. That was like, that was like the cheapest, high-level, super reliable interface I could get. You know. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, so it was like, uh, I thought I had to get out of. Um, I thought I had to get to to sort of upgrade a little bit. In terms of driver systems and like having stuff that was properly Windows 10 compatible, that was right. that was a real that was a real issue. But anyhow, I, I I agonized over it for months because I don't really have that money to spend right now. But uh, I, I did it. Um, so so yeah, the studio is uh, the studio is good. I've got uh, every everything sh- everything's working. I'm thinking about building some uh, some microphones as well. Um, oh wow! Yeah, like hand building microphones. Yeah, from a well, caught from a kit. It's uh, oh so, fantastic. So basically, you buy the you buy the circuit board and, and the yeah. Casing and everything, you just you just solder you solder the whole thing together carefully. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, so I'm thinking of I'm thinking of, that's that's sort of the next upgrade I'm going to do. Yeah. Huh. Um, what what uh, what has been your like go to setup uh, for for recording over the years? What have what have you been well, using I, I, microphone I was wise? Using, uh, yeah, I use um, I use uh, AKG C480B. Okay. Mics. Yeah. Like that, that's the cat, the thing. And then there's a capsule, which is an MK61, which is a cardioid okay. capsule. So I use a pair of those. They're small diaphragm condensers. Very, very, very precise. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I was never really quite a Neumann guy, you know, but because uh, yeah. these sounds are very, they're a little bit uh, clinical sometimes. Okay. But, sure, sure. Yeah. But you can, you can like the, what they capture is very, very true. Right. So you, I find right. you can, you can in post-processing uh, change them around a little bit. Um, yeah. and it, it takes takes it really well, um, so I'm using yeah I'm using those mics and I I have uh, let's see I have Mackie preamps I have a really nice preamp and an RNP preamp and I have uh, a Presonus MP MP20, uh-huh. which I'm going to mod as well. And, Great. Yeah, and but pre- previous to that I was and I'm going in, I was was going before into a uh, an old uh, Echo Audiofire Eight. Wow. Okay. Which, which they, yeah, they had the conversions great on those things. Preamps were not not the best. Yeah, yeah. Conversion is fantastic, and I still I still like it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm producing a video right now of like my transition from because I have right now I have three interfaces in the house. Right, I have my, <laughs> my I have my zoom my I have a Zoom H6. I have sure. the uh, the uh, Echo old Echo unit, and I have the um, I have the RME unit. So right. I did I recently did a comparison of them all, and and you know the the uh, the old Echo unit, it really wasn't far. In some ways, it was a little yeah. bit nicer. And but I, th- I think the RME is a little bit more precise, and the the whole driver support system on it is just incredible. Sure. And the flexibility yeah. of the routing is incredible. So, I'm, what I'm planning to do is uh, is get a uh, an eight an ADAT uh, converter, and then I'm going to have a I'll have right. a I'll have a 12 input system then. Right. 
Very cool. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I just I I've been using uh, Pro Tools eight on a two thousand nine MacBook Pro for forever. Just yeah, because yeah. you know, like yeah, it, it I had a really good system. It was super stable. Didn't give me any problems. And you know, it, things over time it, it degrade. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and I think one of the one of the problems with those MacBooks is the motherboards develop small cracks in them. You oh know, and no. So, what a bummer. Yeah, so over time, you know, it's just every once in a while something acts a little funny and, you know, saw the writing on the wall and I, I, I uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing to me that, that the technology has, has increased and moved so much in just the short time that, that, uh, you know, I've been using that setup and it was, it was, you know, I, I realized I was like, man, I haven't looked at gear in so long and I don't even know what's know. out there anymore. I, I totally, I totally feel you on that. Totally. The, the whole thing is amazing that we can do this though. You know, like I, yeah, yeah. like the, the idea of, of going to a recording studio and spending, spending my money to pay somebody else to record me is like, that's just not part of my universe at all. That's, you know? that's, what, that's what we grew up with. Right. Yeah. And then right, and the, more, yeah. the more knowledge we get, the more, the better, like, I mean, recording, you know, acoustic guitar and small ensembles yeah. is not a complicated thing. And then, it, yeah. you know, with, with, I think with, you know, with a, a year or two of experience, you can probably do it and good and good gear. You can probably do it right. pretty well. Like it's, uh, it's remarkable. Yeah. Like, like, like people of our age, right? Like, like I remember when I was in my when I was in my metal band back in the eighties, it's like we're, we were like going, gotta book some studio time. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're recording, you know, two inch twenty four track tape, and we're, and we're going in. We're going in the middle of the night, right? Because there's a discount right there. Right. Cracking out these songs. There's no. There's no edits. There's no like you know you can retake it a few times, but then bye bye. You know you're done. And here's your cassette tape at the end. Yeah, you mastered it. Yeah, it's uh, it was just. It's, it's been in our lifetime it's been really really remarkable and you know i find that um like in in the research i had before buying my uh, rme interface it was like um i i, I i'm really getting to to think that there, there really hasn't been that much progress in like you know there's a law of diminishing returns sure just, there really hasn't been that much process in terms of uh, progress in terms of uh in terms of conversion i mean it's really uh like the conversions the conversion on my echo was very very good and my yeah. RME is very, very good, but the, but they just keep updating their drivers almost forever. Right. <laughs> and they, their build quality is fantastic, right? Yeah, that's just, it's it's amazing. And I, I got to say, I think I think the stuff that I've heard from you recently, just you know that you've been posting on Facebook and whatnot, sounds great, man. I mean, it sounds oh, really you. good, really high quality stuff. So, and I, I always think that's it's tough because you know make, making making videos for YouTube or, you know, Facebook or what, whatever like that, the, the quality is going to get diminished just because the, you know, the medium is, yeah. is already like compressing the hell out of it and, and just for streaming and, and always thinking of what, like, where, where is that line? Like, you know, is, yeah. what, do I have, how, how much effort do I have to take to make it good? Uh, 100%, 100%. If it's just going to get, yeah. <laughs> you know? But, but you know, the, the old, the old adage that mastering engineers would always use is that the, the resolution of the master must be much higher resolution of than the uh, product that's released. Right. Because then you have con right. bit of control over how you do it. But when someone's picking up their cell phone and <laughs> doing, doing this, even that gets, even that gets, but I mean, some people, you know, it's almost like I, I almost wish I had, I've been looking into this. I want to get, I want to, I want to set up cell phone speakers to use for, so I oh, can, that's a, that's I can an just idea. switch the cell phone speakers and see how it oh, works. Yeah. And a lot of speakers and cell phones. That's like, like the old, the old boom box trick. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. 
Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I never never thought of that. But yeah, I mean that's how that's people that's how people are listening, right? Or you know, yeah, with the yeah. Ear, earbuds. Make sure you, yeah, you yeah. master for earbud listening. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's you know, and it's funny, like uh, you know, because as I was mentioning just in the pre-interview, there we were I, like I'm because of COVID, I'm 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 really making a making an effort to move some of my career to uh, as a digital content creator. And, yeah. And one, I, I think you know one, I'm, like I'm sure you grew up just like this, man. Like, cause all, all of we sort of you know high high performing guitarists grew up thinking that the world was a meritocracy. Right. We were, we were gonna we were gonna get super skilled at what we did, and everybody was gonna like it, and people were gonna want to listen to us, and their careers right. would take off as a result of that. And that's really not the way it works at all, you know. And 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 I think it's that's very much underscored in the in the. In do you, the now, do you, do you think do you think it ever worked that way? We were just no, completely I don't, I don't delusional. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, like I think I feel like we. I feel like we just didn't understand. You know, I don't know if we yeah. were delusional is the right word, but we didn't understand. Like, you know, I think that, um, like, I know, and I'm sure you had a really similar experience because you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're like me that way. Like, we, you know, you, you, you grow up and you're, and you, and you're hearing all this guitar music. You get really excited by it. You get some yep. passion for it, and you want to be playing at that level and then you get a lot and you, you just you, dive you, in yeah you dive in you win a couple of local competitions and 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 you're performing above everybody else around you and you know and you and you really feel like you know you kind of grow up it's almost like you grow up in this like i i i definitely grew up in this in this era where people i got in the situation where people kind of looked up to me and i became this legendary guitarist and people would mm. people who i didn't know heard about me and then you know when i i like you sort of um and you have a lot of people like, you know, I, I, and as you know, when you're an artist, it's like you get you get this this weird combination of some people being just so full of praise for you. And then you get other people who show you complete disrespect almost right. in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around it all, you know, like yeah. if you're if, like you might, uh, you know, you, you play, one time you're playing a festival, there's 2000 people in the audience right. and. You know, another day you're playing, uh, you're you're playing a gig, and uh, nobody cares who you are. And, and you're there, you're, you know, you're, you're there semi for for semi semi there for ambiance, and it's like uh, if you're if you're a if you're a gigging musician as well as a concert musician, like I am, like you get, it's like you have to, you almost have to like, you know, you have to accept everything with grace, and then disregard right. certain information as as you know, you, you you suck up you suck up the praise, then you and your your ego gets out of control, you suck up the other stuff, and then you sure. Then you're then you're it's really really depressing, right? But it's, uh, <laughs> well, I I was you know I I always dealt with that kind of like I don't know the almost like a split personality kind of thing, you know. It it if 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 I'm in that gig world, that's one that's one me, you know. And and I it, the, everything's different. The you know, the way I act, the thought process, everything is different. And then and I I don't know if it's it's like a, a survival thing or just and you know interacting with people differently or um but that's kind of the way i've always i've always looked at that you know and and because i think otherwise i would i would look at the gigging and say oh you know this is beneath me and i'm a i'm a concert artist or you know that kind of mm -hmm. yeah yeah crazy crazy thing but uh you know one of the one of the things that i i i'm always telling students about about that is like you, you never know who's listening I, I there have been many many times where i'm playing like just to worst situation cocktail party background music you know i i, I used to say i'm basically wallpaper or like a piece of furniture in those situations mm -hmm. you know and 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 i found for me like balancing 
that comes down to not doing too much of it. You know, like it, when I when I first started working, I was I was doing that all the time, and it really it really wears you out. You know, absolutely, yeah. And you on one hand you feel I'm so lucky I'm making making a living as a musician. I'm playing all the time. This is great. But on the other hand, it's like this this just like this slog. is not why I be- it's not why I became a musician. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I've run, I've had a couple instances in those situations where you know. Somebody who knew something about guitar was listening or so, you know, and they come up and talk to you later. It's like, wow, you, you just never, you don't ever expect that, you know. So it's, it's really a strange, strange kind of mentality that you have to build up, you know. Yeah, it is. It, and it's like you said, it's a it's it's definitely it's definitely a split personality thing. I mean, and, and, yeah. and it's it's a real exercise in having like boundaries about how other people might think of you versus how you think of yourself. Versus, you sure, know? sure. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really, you know, like you're. Like going from like you know like signing autographs and, and stuff to having people to be to be wallpaper and it's like it's funny you know and if you're if you I mean if you're a working musician like you hey yeah. yeah, if you if you need the money you got to do it <laughs> right absolutely yeah well yeah so, well, something that I've I've actually talked to a lot of folks about um, is this idea too and I don't know if you you had a similar experience but when I was young it's younger I guess so I felt like. If, if I said no to anything, I was somehow being disrespectful of, of a pr- profession that I was very fortunate to be a part of, you know? So you, you have this idea that like, wow, I can't believe I get to do this for a living. Um, you know, but, but when stuff comes by that, that is maybe not so good, you know, you feel weird saying no to it because you think, oh, you know, I'm so, I'm so lucky to be doing this in the first place. I can't say no to this, you know, like, and, and it took me a long time to, to get to the point where I felt comfortable saying no to stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and it, it was, it was this realization. So like, why am I doing this? I really hate it. And it's not good for me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, you know, like I always think of the wedding gigs, you know, I, I used to do a ton of wedding gigs and I, I pretty much hated them all, you know? And, and it was, <laughs> and it took me a long time to realize like, gosh, I really don't like doing this at all. And there people are. And so like, I think let those folks do those gigs. I don't need to be doing them, you know, and for, for a lot of reasons. And, and, uh, but it, it took years to get to that point, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now yeah. I say no to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of went through so. almost an opposite thing in a way. Like I started, I think I, I had a brief period of doing, of gigging. And then I had a period of where I busked for five years. I was a professional. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm busker for like five years. Right. And then after that, I just started saying no to stuff, and I started like I started like rejecting students who I didn't think were good match, yeah. and and, uh, and saying no to gigs, and and uh, and like basically charging more. And I think you know at that time it made you happier, I'll bet. It made me happier, and, <laughs> and it actually worked professionally too because it, it you know you, you sort of you sort of place yourself as a boutique product, you know, in a way. Right. So, sure. So I didn't work as much, but I made more when I worked, and I was happier when I did it. Um, right. It's like that, over, that old eighty twenty thing or whatever they they talk about. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then and then over the years, I find that uh, I found that uh, well, I mean, a whole bunch of some really hard events happened in my life with losing my both my parents and oh. uh, yeah, and I, I I think it really it really threw me off balance for a long time, you know, and uh, I ended up just ended up just doing whatever I taking whatever I could get kind of thing for for a while sure. because I just couldn't I couldn't dredge up enough of the energy. And courage really to to do to, yeah. to operate the way I was, and in, also in that time the world changed a lot. Right. right, and work for musicians became harder and harder and harder to come by. And right, 
Huh. Yeah. And so, like, you you mentioned that you're you're kind of transitioning from this idea of of you know doing the, being concert artist, performer, et cetera, to to doing more online content creation and, and well well I'd, I'd like it yeah. to be parallel ideally but um, yeah you know, I'd like it to be parallel I'd like it to take the place of um of, of a lot of the you know the, the gigging that I, I do that uh, yeah that is that is sometimes I mean sometimes it's wonderful and sometimes it's terrible you know sure and how do you how do you find that that's I mean are you is it kind of like you're you're learning as you go kind of thing um, do you have real specific goals in terms of the, the content you're trying to create what the um like what the image of you as as a digital entity is going to be in the future that can, well, like how do you deal with that well I, I I've been not dealing with it all that well so far but I'm, <laughs> I'm, actually started, I'm starting to you know like I, I think yeah. that um one one thing that I I had uh, an, an epiphany about even just last week and it was a re-epiphany that the world is not a meritocracy and that and that and that the like there are certain common things in videos that become very, very popular. And it's not whether you're an awesome guitar player or you have the best right. interpretation of this piece, you sure. know? So, so I'm really trying to learn, like I started using DaVinci a few weeks ago. Okay. Video editing. Yeah. Um, really wonderful program. It, I, I, I got it and it blew my mind. And yeah, like, I, I, I still like, yeah, I, I have no idea what I'm doing with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, I'm tr I knew, and, and same here, same here. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, I've realized that what I need to do is become really skilled with that. And I need to, yeah. I need to update my set because my own sense of aesthetics isn't necessarily a popular sense sure. of aesthetic. Same sure, thing sure. for my guitar playing, right? Like are, are you, are you like a, a highly visual person? Do you have, have acumen in that, in that regard I, I would elsewhere? Say that, I would say that I have acumen, but I have to yeah. really pay attention. If I really pay attention okay. and I look critically and pay attention, I do have acumen in, in that yeah. respect, you know? Because that's, some, that's something that I'm completely, I mean, whatever genetic code yeah, yeah. <laughs> people have, I, I, that's something that I really struggle with, you know, just yeah. composition and, and understanding the visual things mm -hmm. at all. It's, it's really tough mm -hmm. for me. You know, yeah. and, and now, now with everything online and, and video is is king, and you know, mm -hmm. it's 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 really, it's a challenge. It's a real yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah like I, I think, yeah, I I, I I do kind of know what you mean. Like it's, uh, like I think a lot of people like us are almost a little bit on the spectrum, right? And it's like you get you <laughs> sure. get this real focus, you get this real, you know, when I when I was a kid, I was really only focused on the sound, and I didn't right. care what. Like only, right. I, didn't about, I didn't even care about lyrics at that time, right? Like I'd listen yeah. to the music and I would only listen to the music, and then I would and I would focus in on all the parts and sure. and 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 you know over time I've grown and I've become especially especially with in terms of uh, visual acumen because I did have that long experience uh, training in martial arts and 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 evaluating movement and training that and I think that right that right a lot. like observing symmetry and. And uh, like uh, just sort of the effectiveness of things, and maybe sure. made a little bit more, maybe a little bit more visual. Um, Interesting, yeah, because yeah, yeah, because you're, you're relying on your eyes so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, it's, it's all your eyes, and your, it's, it's hand-eye coordination when you do it yourself, and when you right. teach together people, right? It's all, it's all like dissecting this dynamic movement and yeah. giving answers, like finding the solution to a problem really quickly. Right. So I think that actually, uh, I think that actually helped me a lot, and. Um, Huh. That's very interesting. Yeah. Being around people who are artists to help me, like just looking at sure. their work carefully and just really trying to give full attention, you know, when you see, when, when they show you something. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you got you got stuff going on on Instagram. You got stuff going on on Facebook, and, and I assume that's uh, easy easy enough for people to find if they if they if they want to. Yeah, yeah, very easy, very easy. <laughs> Mom um, guitar on Instagram. M-A-H-R. There you go. And and I know that on Facebook recently you've been doing this hundred days of practice thing, um, which I think it's, it's I mean that's. That's a that's a big effort, you know, like to do a recording yeah. every day for a hundred days of a different piece. Yeah, that's that's huge. How did you? Are you deciding as you go, like today I'm going to do this piece, or did you have you sat down and made a list of the the pieces that you're going to do? And no, no, yeah. I uh, I that, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would have to do. I wouldn't no. be able to do it otherwise. No. <laughs> a lot of times, I mean, a lot of times I'm just sitting down and recording, like I'll. Yeah. I'll I'll go over the piece for five minutes and then I'll record it. Then I'll start recording and I'll do a few. Yeah. Um, but it's like, luckily I have a very large repertoire after such yeah. playing for so long, but, and sometimes I'm, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm reading things. Occasionally I'll have, occasionally sometimes I'll have music in front of me if it's something I don't sure. know well, but. And are you, are you, are you doing complete pieces of music there? Or are you just like doing, doing I'm, I'm doing probably about every, every second or third one. I'll do, I'll do a complete one. I'll post, post okay. on my Patreon, my Patreon page. Okay. But, I'm sure that's another thing I'm trying to reconcile, right? About, like, Talk to me about this Patreon thing. I know it exists. <laughs> well, basically, it's just a forum where people can 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 donate, uh, subscribe to your subscribe, and then you can give them access to things that you put only on Patreon or things, okay, that, or, or access to stuff earlier than you give the general public. And I'm trying to navigate right now how much to give the general public, right? Like, do you do you give your whole video? all the time to everybody and then Patreon right. people don't have any benefit. They can just watch your videos anyway, right? Right. Or you only give partial video to everybody all the time and then you give the whole videos on Patreon all the time. Sure. Um, so it's... Right now what I'm doing is I'm posting all my whole video... I'm going to put all of my complete videos on Patreon, maybe plan some other ones as well which include a little bit... are a little more sophisticated with some more editing and stuff mm-hmm. and maybe put samples of those elsewhere. So. Patreon will have all of my my whole list of things that I'm the, the entire together. catalog, yeah, yeah, the entire catalog, and everywhere else we'll get bits of it. That's how that's how okay. I'm doing right now. So people sure. like like you can set your you can sort of set your price where people can either go to your Patreon and sometimes it's just pay what you can. Uh, sometimes right. sometimes people set these really high prices like you know two hundred three hundred dollars a month. Right. Mine's thirty five dollars a month. Oh, so it's a, it's a monthly subscription. It's it's a monthly subscription. Yeah. Interesting. And, yeah, and when you do that, you, huh. can keep, you can keep going back to my page and see the complete versions of of the pieces. So I'm not doing every I'm not doing every piece as a complete version, especially on days where I don't have um, a lot of t- as much time. Right. Uh, right. Um, but uh, but the ones that I do do as a complete piece, I'll put I'm going to be putting on putting on Patreon. Right. No, it's it's that's great. And what uh, you're on, are you you're on day ten now, or am I fourteen? 14 okay uh, I was close is, <laughs> I think today's 15 yeah congratulations I, I hope I, I know you'll make it I know you make it through <laughs> uh, well, I, I finished my 100th day of exercise uh, on Thursday oh fantastic yeah. were you putting were you putting videos of that up as well no no, no videos <laughs> so 100 straight days of exercise without without a well, break no no there, I took the first 30 days were no breaks and okay. then after that I realized that breaks are probably necessary especially with some yeah. respect training I wanted to do so I did, uh, I did. I did two days on, one day off, so five days a week. Okay. But I never missed a single exercise commitment for a hundred days. That's fantastic, man. That's yeah. that's great. Were you exercising like that before the pandemic? Um, I go to the gym like probably 
five, six times a week before. Yeah. Okay. But then, so but then after the pandemic started, I was not, uh, it's not doing right. Of course. Anymore. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah. And making the transition, like it's hard for, I'm uh, I tend to get a little bit set in my ways and it's hard for me to make transitions between things and be flexible all the time. So yeah. it took me a while to, it took me a while to sort of say, okay, well no, no more weights and you're going to do calisthenics and, uh, you know, calisthenics yeah. and biking now, you know? Right, right. I hate working out at home. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've, I've always hated it too, you know? Like I, I started I like, running a lot more during the during the pandemic just to get out of the house, you know? Oh, yeah. and, and it was like, it was, yeah, because like I was, I was working out at home and I just not, not liking it. And being at home all the time, you know, just being cooped up. And the funny thing is I've got, I've got this house with all these rooms and I found myself spending all of my time in one room. Like I was doing everything there. I was eating there. I was teaching there. I was practicing there. Everything. I the only I was I wasn't sleeping there, but you know everything else was like in that one room. And I actually I moved my my teaching setup up to where where I am now. Just like for that reason, it's like I gotta, you know, even even if it's in the house, I still gotta I gotta get a change of scenery here. This was it was really rough. But yeah, and then that, that I just started running a lot more just to just to get out of the house, and you know the weather had gotten better, so it was it was it was better that way. But yeah, wow, hundred days of practicing, hundred days of exercising. What that's that's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hundred days of drinking coming up. I think, I think that's, that's that's a life goal for. <laughs> yeah, wow, very cool. So. Um, and again, your Patreon is that, that, that's easy to find too. Um, you know, I haven't actually stuck it on my website yet. I should, I'll do that today. Um, okay. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find, if you search me on Patreon, you should be able to find me either, either Andrew okay. Ma or Ma Guitar. Okay, cool. Very, very cool. Awesome. So you got, you got that going on. What do you think? I mean, I, I wonder, part of the, part of the pandemic has been, People being challenged by it to utilize technology that, it, that actually, it, it's not a whole lot of new technology. It's technology that's existed, but being forced to use it because that's the only outlet we have, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I think it's, it's really ironic that, that, you know, I mean, Zoom has been around for forever. Like, well, not forever, but it's been around for a decade. Mm-hmm. You know, I never used it before this year. <laughs> and, yeah. and now I use it every stinking day. And, and it's... And, and I think there's there's a lot of things like that where, you know, te- the technology was just sitting there, and the pandemic has forced people to to use it differently or, or just to use it at all. Um, so with with this idea of of creating content and whatnot, is this the way of the future? Do you think after people can go back out and 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 travel freely and and do things live? Do you think we're going to still have more of that going on or is are we going to move away from that? Or what's, what, what, what's your, what's your thought on that? Cause it's, it's an interesting thing that's happened. I, I feel like the pandemic is definitely have going to have brought irre- irrevocable changes to the way we see the world. Like our, everybody, everybody who lived through it, right? So it's multiple generations, but yeah. I think, I think the online component of life is still going to be, much stronger than it ever was. Um, sure. I, th- I think that's going to drive technology to make online experiences better than they ever were. Yeah. Um, you know, even things like, inter- you know, internet connection speeds. I mean, that's going to get up. And when that gets up, the video quality of our chatting is going to get up. Um, the, right. the latency of our, of our, of our conversations, like we'll probably be able to, I think we're going to be able to keep giving lessons online. And the, well, I mean the, the big, for me, the biggest gap in, in giving lessons online now, for example, is that you can't really play with your, student. right. 
I hate that. I hate that too. That's a major thing. Like every time I teach, I do that, right? I play with my yeah. student. I'd accompany my student. I, you know, it was like, yeah. you know, you want, like for me, it's like, it's like providing that experience of playing with a professional musician and, yeah. and, uh, and, 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 you know, being, being an example of good rhythm and being an example of, of right. listening Absolutely. and all that sort of stuff. So I think, um, I think a lot of things are going to change irrevocably. And I think on the flip side of that, People are going to go completely nuts after, and I think I think that uh, I, I think all the old all the old stuff that died in the pandemic is going to fall away, unfortunately, and I think it's going to be a million new sprouts, some yeah. of which will be wonderful and some of which will be poisonous. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it for me it's confusing, you know. I I, I my my mind is not. Um, as as flexible as it as it once was and and yeah, adapting and and you know it's 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 intimidating it's exciting at the same time but it's it's like whoa my gosh you know wow and now i gotta do this you know <laughs> like, i just want to play guitar <laughs> I, know, I know man i know you know I, I one of the things that 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 i i often think about and talk about was uh you know it, it, Again, building building my career young as 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 a younger person, like, um, you know, I did I didn't realize that that I was going to have to learn about marketing and website design and you know videography, and like all these all these things that that I didn't really have much interest in at all, you know. Mm-hmm. And but I can't yeah, I can't have a career without that stuff. Um, and it's and it's just you know and it, and now it's it's with with all the changes that we've undergone I, I'm I'm feeling feeling that again like oh my gosh I mean I don't I, even have an Instagram I don't even know, really know what Instagram is you know <laughs> I was I was on Facebook when it first came on and I got off of it because I thought it was silly and and you know a little while after that a very good friend of mine says dude you can't you it's how people are doing business you you've got to you have to get on facebook and that's why i got back on there and now all i do is just get on there and rant about our politicians <laughs> <laughs> but no that's that's actually not true it's been really good for business but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's but point being is yeah like you know i just it's it's hard hard to stay up on on everything all the time uh, uh, and, yeah yeah you know, uh, when you hit yeah. i think when we're when when you hit our age as well, and yeah. you, you realize, yeah, this, this, I'm tired, man. This, yeah, it's this Byronic brain, you know, that we have this, we have this, we have this brain of vast experience of vast life experience. Right. But it's this Byronic brain that just yeah. flip on things really fast and, you know, like quick comebacks and, and just, yeah. just, just learn, change your point of view and learn things really quickly yeah. that's what that's kind of you know in terms of main if we i mean if we want to keep in this kind of career and this is the, that's what we have to yeah. adopt i think and it, it is it is intimidating i agree it's it's difficult um and uh like you know being as 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 i mean when we think of old people when our generation thinks of old people we think of sticks in, sticks in the mud who can't change you know and uh and it's like that's what we have to fight against no <laughs> yeah it's 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 really interesting and I'm, I'm i'm curious to see what 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 you know on the other side like what what sticks around because i think people have been really creative with coming up for uh, first with with solutions for how to work and and how to mm-hmm. keep going forward and i was uh one of the one of the other podcasts uh, this came up and and it was to me it was really interesting because this idea that we have to create, right? I mean, we, 
the the creation is going to happen no matter what. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna still be interested in in playing guitar and and getting into the stuff that I'm interested in. And it needs an outlet. Mm -hmm. And if if the only outlets that I have available are are these these new digital technologies, well, I'm gonna figure that out and use them. You know, and and but there's this there's a silver lining component to it too that you know new things are gonna come of that that you know I wouldn't have had the imagination to do you know, with, without that, that kind of, kind of push. So it's, I think there's something really interesting, uh, on a, on a deep level about the process of creativity and, and motivation that way, you know, mm -hmm. um, we're back to the Shearer quote a little bit. Eh? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. I know at the beginning of the pandemic, I just felt like I was just withering up, you know, like I just, yeah. I just couldn't share my music with people. And then, you know, playing, Playing online, I mean, it's still it's a way of doing it, but it's just it's just not the same, you know. You don't you don't it's get that. It's weird. You don't get it's, that. It's I, I got ner I get nervous as hell. Yeah. I get nervous as hell. Like <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I, I spent a lot of time through my career, you know, learning. How, you, you know, we all have our strategies to deal with sure. performance nerves and become, uh, you know, get like get past it or get around it or get through it or you know, yeah. and and it's like that's all just gone like you do you right in strategies and you don't like you don't get to like talk to the audience and make friends with them right I, Not yeah. unless you're typing I, between every piece you know <laughs> i did um i did a thing for the early music group here in columbus a couple months ago and you know i i had tons of time to practice beforehand because i wasn't doing anything right so you yeah. know like I, I was super prepared and I felt really good about, you know, the material. I was like, this, I'm, this is going to be a piece of cake. No problem. Go do these recordings. And I got so unbelievably nervous, like mm -hmm. to, you know, as soon as, and, and the funny thing was it, it wasn't even a live recording. It was, you know, there was going to be editing and, and mm -hmm. all sorts of, it was like, yeah, yeah. you can do as many takes as you want. We can, we, yeah, yeah. We, it's two cameras. We can, can comp everything. Like it didn't matter. Like, it, like there was no reason, you know, I could just play mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, yeah. I got so ridiculously nervous, and I'm, and I thought, well, what, what's going on here? And I realized, wow, I, I hadn't played guitar in the same room as another human being for <laughs> like a really long time, you know. And it was yeah, the yeah. cameraman, the audio guy, and the and the producer yeah. were there, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is wow, this is really strange, you know. And and even like even just doing like making a recording to put on Facebook or something, yeah, like it's 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 a really strange kind of nervousness, but. Not having the the feedback or the energy in the room with you is is really weird. I I did um, last last year about this time. I was preparing for a, a solo concert. And I hadn't done a solo concert on you know a modern guitar for a really really long time, and I was I was okay with that. And I it the time was coming, and I had some opportunities. Like you know, I think it's time to do this again. So you know, I spent 2019 preparing programs and whatnot, and getting in touch with people and setting up stuff. And then, you know, everything got wiped out, you know, mm -hmm. and I heard, I had this program that I was preparing for. It's like, well, you know, I'll just do, I'll do an online concert. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> you know, it's like you play and you're done with the piece and you're like, hmm, okay now. <laughs> it's yeah. just, just such a strange vibe, you know, and, and, and being in a room like all by yourself and, and I'm, I'm playing a concert, but nobody's <laughs> here, you know, it was yeah. really, really weird, you know. You know, so, and, 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 you know, it's, it's. As a as a concert artist, it's really interesting because I find when I play concert, 
Sometimes I may, sometimes I'm not very nervous and sometimes I'm nervous, right? right? Depends on sure. organic aspects. And then you get up and sometimes the audience is a little bit warm right away and sometimes they're cold as ice. Yeah, and then right. you play a piece for them and you talk to them a bit and then they realize that, you know, that you're a person and this is lovely, yeah. you know, and sure, that, that's sure. what it is. It's like you're, you're, you're responsible as a performer to lay down that atmosphere, right? To just yeah. lay down that atmosphere and to communicate with people and, 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 uh, and to make friends with them, you know? Yeah. And, I like that know, idea very much. Yeah. That, that's that's the way, that's the way I, I dealt with, you know, performance right. anxiety. Just, I make friends with the audience and I talk to them and, you know, I try, like it's, it's a, there's a real human exchange there that you, yeah. just don't, get, you don't get to have, you know, when you're, right. when you're online, like it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it was disorienting to not have that anymore for sure. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And have you done any, have you done anything like with any real time applications, um, low latency audio I've, collaborative? Uh, recent, I've recently been experimenting with uh, Jamulus. Okay. Yeah, and I wanted I want to do some more. Uh, I I would really like to do some more collaborations. Like I I'd like, to yeah. be honest, I want to play with another guitarist again. Um, but I'd like to do um, I'd like to do some more chamber music and maybe start with collaborating. And yeah. Then maybe, maybe after we both get our jobs and you know can, uh, can rehearse, <laughs> we can uh, we can try some rehearsal. But I mean, yeah, I'm really I'm really and but also having this house uh, you know away from Ottawa, it's right. it would be very useful for me if I if I if I can start to really really incorporate. Uh, oh yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, strangely in this country house, it's this, it's this town that used to be really full of hustle and bustle, but in fact, it, uh, the, there, it was a bunch of uh, mines and a couple of other businesses that closed. Okay. So now it's a very sparsely populated town, but it has all the infrastructure of when it was a big town. So you can get cable, oh, fantastic. you can get high speed internet, you can get everything and it's, 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 it's really great and it's quiet. Yeah. Um, so I can, you know, the, 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 the all the applications do do work from here, which is really great. Yeah, that's that, that's very cool. How's your French? Um, well, my French is. Uh, I, I I actually want to start working on it. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 if I, it's if I'm in if I'm in France for for a week, I can yeah. I can have conversations. But oh, cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's, I you know I I think the stuff I learned in school was, like there's in Quebec, man. I don't. Do you speak French? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like in Quebec, it's 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 a lot of slang. It's people speak really really fast and it's yeah. it's uh it's difficult to like for me my brain my brain isn't my comprehension isn't good enough and fast enough i can get i usually know what people are talking about but sometimes i get the wrong end of the stick <laughs> it's, uh, and like in the, the community that, you, that, that 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 you're in now um where the where, it's not french where, it's not french okay yeah. yeah it's 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 odd because it's in quebec and people think of yeah. quebec as being french but sure. really this it's there's um like two to the west, there's a place called Fort Coulange, and it's it's more French, but everyone speaks okay. English there. But, right. but I think they prefer people would generally prefer to speak French there. And then to the east, it's Shawville, and people people usually speak to you in English right off the bat there. Huh. And then here here where I am in Campbell's Bay, I have almost no never French. heard French. <laughs> <laughs> like people do speak French yeah. here, but you don't hear yeah. it very often. People people sure. will converse in English, so it's very. It feels very. Um, it's 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 very easy to to you know go about your business here if you yeah. if your French isn't good. But <laughs> that's interesting. I, I I've I've been to Canada. I've I've never been to to Quebec. I want I would I would like to come. <laughs> you, Canada. I I've been I've been to Toronto a couple times. Um, I went up to um, 
St. Mary's was was little little town that we stopped in on the way to a place in, on the Georgian Bay. Is that? Like, oh yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. Nice area. Yeah. I was camping up there for for about a week. Um, yeah, beautiful. And actually, last last fall, not last fall. I see. I, I I talk about 2019 like it was last year because yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't do anything last year, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> so in 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 fall of of uh, 2019, I took a, a motorcycle trip up the um, the Bruce Peninsula to Manitoulin. Oh, uh, buddy of mine. Yeah, buddy of mine goes up there every summer for fishing. And uh, for years and years, he's been he's been inviting me, and and it just worked out that I was able to do that last year. Mm-hmm. So it was, I took and I took the motorcycle, which is a, just a tremendous ride. That was fantastic. It was great. Holy crap. Um, and coming coming going up, I went through um, Windsor, and coming back, I went th- went through uh, was it Port Huron in, in Michigan. Port Huron, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I know Port Huron. I, and yeah, it was it was it was a that was a fun ride. So and then yeah, it's great. But uh, yeah, I, I, I want to go to Montreal. I want to see Montreal in Quebec City. <laughs> well, you're always uh, you're always welcome to stop in here for a few days if you come around. Uh, it's it's a it's actually the opposite way. Uh, Montreal is past Ottawa two hours in the other direction. Oh, okay. Yeah. So auto, so it's here. I gotta look at a map. <laughs> We're west. I'm west of Ottawa, and, and Montreal okay. is the other is the other way. Okay. Yeah, I got. I, I got. I got to look at look at a map. I'm not not mm-hmm. not up on my Canadian geography. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I feel. I feel like I'm not that up on it either. <laughs> so, let's let's talk about some of the stuff that you you did in the past because I think when I think of you and maybe I'm just romanticizing this and making it all up and everything. You know, you, your your career trajectory was. Somewhat unique, I guess, is the way I would describe it. Yeah, you know? really, really unusual. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, you know, because like for me and, and, and a lot of a lot of folks like me, you know, I think typical situation is you figure out in high school sometime that, that you want to be serious about classical guitar and you can go to college and do that. And if you're lucky, you find a good teacher and do that thing and then at some point in time you think okay well I'm I've got to get a college teaching job because that's what that's what we do and yeah, um, yeah. you know in, in in terms of the you know building the career part of it you got to study at the right places with the right people um, you know do some competitions and whatnot and all, all that and and throw your hat in the ring and and that kind of thing so but I, I just I just always remember you as as this guy who ran around took taking classes from everybody and educating himself yeah, that's very much it. I, I yeah, I, I was, I think you know, I think you described the general career track trajectory very accurately. And I, 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 I felt like when I was, like when I was, I came from a family of classical guitarists, right? So my brothers played. My yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And my dad was a my dad built built guitars as well. Yeah. And I decided at twelve when I was twelve years old, I decided I'm going to be a professional musician. Wow. And uh, I decided I would be a songwriter, right? Rock okay. and roll, right? Yeah, yeah. So so I I, I spent like. I spent some t- previous to that, like maybe a couple of years previous to that, I'd been doing some piano, t- taking a few lessons, learning how to learning a bit about how to read, and then tw- at twelve I started like I started playing guitar because I thought, oh, you have to play guitar if you're gonna be a professional songwriter. And right. before I knew it, I was playing like six, seven hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Time and like screwing up my hands from playing too much and <laughs> much and trying to become uh, trying to become a, a, 
trying to become a really good rock player and looking really looking up to like Randy Rhodes and yeah. Iron Maiden and stuff. And uh, yeah, and then I think yeah, what happened was I went to there's a local uh, very good guitar teacher named Gary Elliott, and I my, okay. my brother my brother recommended that I go to him for lessons. So I went to him and we t- we did I think we did two jazz lessons, and then we sort of decided that if I was going to go to university, it would be easier to go to do classical. Okay. And then I just took off from there, and then. Now, did you did you have any exposure to to classical guitar previous to that? Constantly, yeah. I mean, when I was in okay, the, your, people people your were playing, people were playing the Chacon to me when I was in the crib. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. You did people in your family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Like, okay. Like 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 performing it on guitar. Like, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So it's like uh, yeah, I, I grew up I grew up with that in my ears, and a whole a lot of the pieces I just were kind of. They're still like really iconic in my head as childhood memories, you know. Interesting. Like really deeply, yeah. Really iconic, and some old Segovia records. Like I could, I probably recognize Segovia at a very young age because I grew up with his records on all the time. Yeah. And, you know? Huh. Um, yeah. So so. And and how did that happen in your in your family? Like, what was the? Um, well, I came from a pretty big family, right? Four brothers okay. and one sister, and one of them started playing, taking lessons and playing. Like I get my, I came from a musical family too. Like there's professional musicians on my that mom's side. My mom, my grandfather on my mom's side was an organ, an organist who okay made arrangements and played like well you yeah. know how skilled organists are in terms of absolutely yeah stuff. yeah yeah he was a, he was a, he was a church organist and choir director and such and uh, on my dad's side there's professional musicians as well. So when my brother started playing guitar, my my mom was. My mom always kind of knew what it was to. She was she played piano as well. She knew what it was to take music seriously. Right. So to get real training, yeah. To get real training, yeah. and, and yeah. so my brother, my brother, I think my brother John was the first in the family. He started taking lessons, and then huh. the other brothers, uh, Nick and Chris, started picking up his guitar. And then I think I think my brother Chris <laughs> said, "Well, if he can do it, I can do it too." So he started sure. playing. Right? So John never played classical, but he uh, he became a pretty good, a very good uh, sort of folksy style guitarist. He was yeah. he was really the progressive rock. He had a band as well, uh, you know, playing like Yes and Peter yeah. Genesis and stuff. And um, yeah, and my brother Nick and Chris be- really really got into classical guitar. Um, very so cool. Nick and Nick became a, Nick. I think to this day is still also a professional classical guitarist. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of grew up, and then there was a lot of pressure for me to play guitar when I was really young. I was, <laughs> I was, like, I was like, just like, screw you guys. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm going to play cello. You know, I, nice. You were, you know, when you I was, were when I was rebelling. Like, yeah, I was like five or six. And I'm like, I'm going to play. I'm, I, I'm interested in playing cello. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm not interested in playing guitar. And then, uh, yeah, and then, and then it sort of just went that way. And then I became very, through my, uh, through my teen years, I was just very, very obsessive. Uh, yeah. I, I was, yeah, I, mean, I was practicing be, sort of between, probably between four and eight hours a day through most of my teen years. I would sure. come home from school, you know, practice, sleep, like take a nap and yeah. practice again until 4 a.m. And then, yep. <laughs> yeah, this is like a schedule. Yeah. And I didn't do, I didn't yeah. do very well. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I think, I think for me, like, again, I think like realizing that I have a lot of qualities of being on the spectrum, I just kind of, I became, and, and thinking that things were a meritocracy, I sort of, but also not, I did, you know, I think I said to myself, I don't care, I don't care if I die because I do this, I'm going to become a professional guitarist. 
Huh. I don't care. I don't care if it kills. And that you, that was like at age twelve. You you were at, at age twelve. I decided to become a professional musician. But okay, I think I think the I don't care if I die because of this became <laughs> probably when I was like six, sixteen. Or something okay, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. This seems like more of like a high school age kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just made a commitment. Yeah, I don't care if I'm in poverty. I don't care if I die. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing, you know. And yeah, and yeah, and I I just kind of I think at that point I just. I just really felt like I wanted to be a performing musician all the time, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that didn't really go too well with a lot of this. Like I went to, with a lot of things in life, you know, like, like Like, I was lucky enough to go to a wonderful place called uh, Canterbury school for the arts. Okay. And we did, like I had, I got tons of incredible experience there. Like I, was that for high school? Yeah. For high school, for uh, my last few years of high school. Like I, I played string bass there, so I learned to read bass clef. Really oh wow! Well. So I can okay. read bass clef like very fluently, um, and I got they gave me some I did all my exams on guitar, so that's where I learned like the Chaconne and Paganini Twenty Fourth Caprice, and when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Right, right. And uh, yeah, and I learned a whole bunch of advanced pieces there, and I played bass every. I played bass for like two hours every day. Almost in string ensemble. No, was was the exam program that they have through the Royal Conservatory? Is that was that in place then? Were you doing that that program, or when you say taking exams? I think exams? Uh, you dropped you dropped out a little bit there. You're oh, about Royal Conservatory. Yeah, are you are you still? Can you hear me? Yeah, it was, it's just a little okay. some the weird vibration. Um, so you you know you mentioned taking exams on guitar and everything. Was that through that 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 program? Was that in place then? Is that what you were do, you were? Yeah, doing? that wasn't. It wasn't okay. through Royal Conservatory. It was okay. Um, it was there were they would they had an exam program in the high school, okay, right. So I I chose all the repertoire myself, okay. Um, me and my teacher, and uh, yeah, and we and I just I just did exams and usually, um, I mean they didn't really have. It was all marked by uh, people who like the the teachers were. Um, the other other one was a violinist, so those would be people who evaluated my exams. Um, but yeah, I played. I was playing Bach lute suites and things like that. Uh, do we? And did, were you studying? Was there a guitar teacher in that in that high school that you were studying with? I studied they, they, in that high school at the time in the days of Wine and Roses. That high school paid for my lessons with another teacher. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So I got. I got. That's what I did through high school, and and I also got to be in the pit orchestra for tons of musicals too. Yeah, that's a great experience. I played played string bass and I could play in tune. And I also got a chance to, we did a, we did a, uh, we did a a, a production of, of based on Pink Floyd, The Wall. And I got to learn all of of Gilmore's solos. And it was really an incredible production, like really super fun. And uh, so I got, I got great, had great, uh, great experiences in high school. Yeah. And so when, when you graduated high school, did you go did you go into? I knew I knew you were at, at NCSA for a little while, um, but you that wasn't like right after high school that you. you I did went that, to uh, I went to the uh, the uh, Hull Conservatory after that. Okay. The conservatory in Gatineau. I studied with yeah. Patrick Rue there for for one year. Oh! Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was he was early days, man. He I think he just got the job last year. You know, and he was I think he was like <laughs> 20, maybe twenty eight, and I was like nineteen or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, early days and. Yeah, there. I mean, I got to perform his first his first composition there. Actually, amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. It was super cool. We got and I got to yeah. tour France. Like he put a, uh, he he basically got used to run this guitar quartet for the school, which kind of grew into this very very skillful guitar quartet. With, yeah. And it had it had the guys. It had uh, one of the guys from the uh, original Canadian guitar quartet, uh, Dennis. Okay. Dunham, and uh, yeah, and a couple and a couple of other guys. Uh, 
Benoit Dorian and uh, the last person we had was Paul Zelmer. Anyway, I'm friends with all these people on Facebook. Yeah. Anyway, we got we got a chance to tour France uh, with a with a transcription we made of pictures of an exhibition and uh, uh, a number of other things. Wow. So you were like 18, 19 years old yeah, at yeah. the time. Yeah, nineteen. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, and Fantastic. it was it was such an experience. We were there for like three, three, four, three or four weeks, and we just, wow. we, just we traveled all over France giving concerts, and uh, oh, I had I had tremendous. all this all this tremendous amazing time to like just trudge around Paris alone. Of course, yeah. It was just it was so that's, cool. Like, that, I, that's the stuff that makes us, isn't it? Yeah, it was real, uh, <laughs> yeah, real, uh, real Hemingway and uh, Kerouac type. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, just, very you know, cool. It, it was just such a cool experience, and uh, yeah, and after that I took. I, I took some time off and I played in a, I played in some jazz fusion bands and uh, I did I, I won the local competitions yeah. as well. It, where, were, you, were you living in Ottawa still there? Living in Ottawa still, okay. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then a, a year or two later I moved to Toronto and I went to U of T for one year. Okay. And you studied with Nor- Norbert then? Yes, I with Norbert, yeah. Uh, right, okay. For one year, yeah. Yeah. And then how did, how did that, what happened after that? How did you end up in North Carolina? Um, well, no, I never went to North Carolina School of the Arts. You didn't? No, I didn't. No. What? What? What was I thinking? Randy was there. Randy was there. Randy, that's okay. All right. Josh was there as well. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. It's, I, was, it's I was all crossed up in my yeah. head. <laughs> I, was, I was friends with them. Yeah. Too. Right. Um, yeah. 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 And uh, so yeah, after, and after that, I kind of. A couple, well, a couple of things happened at the end of that year. My dad had a heart attack, and and it was in April, right near the end of the year. And I, like, I had gone to do a concert in Ottawa, and the day after that concert, he had a heart attack, and I, I just, and he was really, he was not doing well, and I was, uh, I basically, I basically refused to leave Ottawa, you know, to yeah, uh, sure, to back. and I, and I got, and I, so I didn't, I missed, I missed exams, and I, things didn't go too well, and I, at that point, I kind of. <clears throat> I talked to some people at U of T who were t- basically telling me that I shouldn't be doing so much performing and I should be like focusing on my school. And I was just like, right. screw you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 like, I was already playing concerts for money and stuff like that. And I thought, yeah. well, this, this is kind of what I want to do. You know, this is the sure. thing I want to do. So, I always thought that, that really odd that that, that, that that ever happens, you know? It does. Like, I, it happens a lot. I think I, yeah. I remember when I, when I auditioned for, when I went to my Eastman orientation, they told me the same thing. Yeah, we don't expect you know you're not allowed. Almost like you're not allowed to do to to do performances. That, that seems so weird to me. I I, 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 can't, I can't I I don't understand what whatever the rationale is for that. I don't I don't get it at all. You know I, I would think wouldn't wouldn't you want to say hey look look at these people in this program, they're already professionally active. You know yeah and, yeah and you know I I would think that would be an asset. But I guess I guess there's all sorts of like um, attempts to control things you know i I feel like that yeah i feel like it was almost like it it almost felt like this sort of aristocratic situation where they were saying gatekeeping yeah gatekeeping yeah where you you need to like you need to do what we say all the time we're going to train you but you need to do what we say all the time and you know know, like it and 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 that that really uh, for me didn't really appeal because i uh, you know again like just i think from an early age you know when i when i played pieces i just felt like this is the way to do it. You fool. You know, like everybody else. Was like, what are you thinking phrasing it that way? You know, and I, and I, I've, come to, I've come to open my mind a lot more you know, over, over the years. But, but that's the way I was when I was young, man. Like yeah. I, I even going to a lesson, I'd, I'd hear like, I'd hear like different suggestions and I, I'd think, 
like sometimes I think that is vastly inferior to what I'm doing, you know, like a lot of times in lessons and, and, and I wouldn't say it, you know, but, but, but I would think that all the time. Sometimes, and yeah. as I got older, there was more and more me just refusing to, refusing right. to comply. Oh my with, gosh. With That's things. fantastic. And, yeah. And I, and I just thought I, and I, sometimes I was even thinking like, you know, youthfully and foolishly thinking, you know, that, that sucks. You, you don't sound, <laughs> you know, and but I, you know, and, and it's, it's one thing though, to, to just reject things like that out of hand and, and be for lack of a better word, ignorant, but it's another thing if you actually have ideas and you're committed to them, right? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it, you know, it, probably being of that mindset and I, I like, yeah. you know, I have to take responsibility for, for being that way. But at the same time, I think, <laughs> I think I, you know, like from, I mean, from the positive side, I was kind of an artist incarnate when I started, you know, right when right. I, right near the beginning when I started, I was kind of, but and from from the negative side, I mean, I never I never wanted to play ball. <laughs> like you know, I was, <laughs> I was a pain in the ass student, and I was a pain in the ass to everybody I was around, and I was a pain in the ass to everyone trying to help me too. You know, and I was yeah. and I was and I was arrogant and brash too. So it was just like that's. But you know, I wasn't without I wasn't without skill and talent either. You know? Right. Um, so but so yeah, I, I mean, I think that that sort of that sort of fueled the way my career went. Like I just I just felt like. It, it, there, to me, like the way I, I heard pieces in my head and the way I want to interpret had meaning, you know, right. It yeah. Really, really, it really had meaning to me. And, and that was a thing that I, I hardly ever, and until I went to competitions with guys like you and other people, I never met other people who were like that, who really right. felt like it had meaning, you know, like, like they were, they were like, Oh yeah, you know, of course you go and you just do whatever teachers say. And of, of course, you know, you, like, right. or maybe I occasionally disagree, you know, but I was like, no, this is the way I want to do it, you know? And, right. uh, yeah, and so yeah. it was like, it was, it made, again, yeah, it made me a huge pain in the ass and a shitty student, but, but I was, <laughs> I also worked hard, you know, I worked yeah. hard and I, and I was a, I was a, I was, I, I, I was a good guitarist, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I was, yeah. I was a shit student. <laughs> so d did you go to Eastman? No, I didn't go to Eastman. I got a scholarship to Eastman, but I didn't. I okay. Was, I decided yeah, that, I, I, um, I decided that the financial burden on my parents was going to be too much. That's, yeah. that's basically why I didn't go to Eastman. Right. So, so was that was the year at, at at Toronto? Was that was that the extent of your of your academic career? Was that the end of it? Um, yeah, and, and being at yeah. university, yeah, that was the end of it. Yeah. And I, I went to, yeah, I mean, I went to a lot of festivals. I've been to hundreds and hundreds of right, festivals. yeah, read a lot and studied a lot. Um, but yeah, that was the, that was the end of my being in school. That's 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 great. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the main reason was like, well, I mean, did was, you ever go ahead? I'm sorry. Yeah. There was all these other reasons, but I mean, yeah. really what it really boiled down to is that I felt like the only at the level I was playing at that time, the only reason for me to go to school was to gain an academic position teaching in a school. Right. That's sure. what I felt at the time. Right. Um, the only reason for me to continue going to school was to, was to be more in the academic world. Yeah. And I was really, I really didn't enjoy it very much at the time. Right. Um, so it was just like sure. that. That's basically what it was. I just like I know I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a professional right away. I'm gonna play. Yeah, good for you. I mean, like to have to have that kind of that that, that kind of determination. And, and you know, I don't I don't know if wisdom's the right word or there's no, it's there's not, something. It's not the right word. <laughs> it's not the right word. <laughs> like, like the um, I guess the the. the, the the clarity, you know, to be able to, to say this is what I want and I'm going to do this, 
you know, I think I think to to do that at that age is probably pretty pretty rare. You know, like I don't know anybody people. else who did it, especially in the yeah. classical music world. Yeah, you know, eight, yeah. eighteen and nineteen year old men are not the. <laughs> You know, even the smart ones are. It's, it's, yeah, that's a, all, that's a whole lot of crazy energy going on there, and it's pretty much a, all dumbasses. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. I think that's that's really admirable. And did you ever did you ever travel anywhere to study with anybody privately? Did, is that something nope. that you ever did? No. No. Nope, nope. Okay. I haven't had a, I haven't really had a guitar lesson for a long time. <laughs> wow. But you, you you played in classes and stuff though. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I played yeah. in hundreds of hundreds of classes. Yeah. For and do you think that do you think that that really contributed to? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I had I've had I had wonderful uh, wonderful lessons with people in classes, especially yeah. David Russell. I played for him a lot yeah. of times, and I just the inspired. Well, yeah, I got to tell you though, when we were in Buffalo, um, I was so impressed because we had gotten off of some shuttle bus or something, and David was walking across the. And and he like from across the street like called you out and Andrew I and came over and talked to you. I was like, wow, you know, like, how is this? I thought that was I thought that that made an impact. I was like, wow, this is this is that's 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 pretty cool. David Russell doesn't call me out from yeah. across I'm, the I'm street. Yeah, I, I met him when I was I met him when I was about sixteen. Oh, I only fantastic! Played for a year, and I played. Uh, I think I. Pl- what did I play? I think I played Loro, Natalia, and the Sore Variations for him. After a year. After a year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was he was really so uh, encouraging and helpful. I played yeah. for him every year for a number of years. Um, Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, he was really, uh, I found him, him, he was like a big, uh, you know, like a big uh, inspiration to my development. Sure. And Because and, I felt like his... He's a brilliant teacher. Absolutely. He's a brilliant teacher. He's so yeah. so he's so uh, inspiring, you know, so yeah. inspiring. And and he was a guy when I, when I like, I just... When I sat down with him, I, I was just like, okay, dude, yeah. tell me what's up. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's great. So, and the other thing I, I wanted to ask you about, just because, like, I just think it's super, super interesting and unique, and I, like, I know nothing. So, you you did this, this Cape Verde thing. Yeah, that was such a gift that project oh my god yeah tell me about that what how did that come about and what uh, and you you did you went to cape verde right yeah i went there twice yeah fantastic wow toured the whole toured the whole country amazing um, yeah i mean back in the day in the early days probably when we were chatting about yeah. stuff i was one of the early guitarists to have a website and a cd out at the same time <laughs> Right, so my visibility was really high. Okay. Yeah, most of us were like, what, "What's a website?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was, it was, it was. My, visi- my visibility was very high, and I used to get a lot of composers uh, messaging me and sending me their work and and stuff. And uh, Vasco Martins, he's a is a wonderful composer from Cape Verde, and he he decided to he emailed me one day and he said, "I'm a composer." I was wondering if you'd be interested in seeing some of my work. I said, yeah, for sure. I'd love to see some of your work. And he's, and I had to look up Cape Verde on, uh, on the map and figure out where it is and learn about it a little bit. And he sent me, uh, he sent me a, a, a very simple piece that he wrote called Bain Libem. And it was, it's a pretty okay. little, short little piece. And I was playing a lot of concerts at the time. And I said, well, I think yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And I think, but if you wrote something that was a little longer and more virtuosic, I would probably probably want to learn it and play it yeah so he he wrote me this piece called uh, molto continuum and uh, okay yeah and it, it had um it was uh 
I mean, some of it was it's a little bit contemporary and dissonant and a little bit, but a lot of rhythm, eh? It's like it was based yeah. on the Cape Verde and Saint Jean. Okay. Um, and he uh, <clears throat> anyway, he sent me this piece, and I learned it. And two weeks later, I sent a recording back of the piece, and we both got really excited about it all. And and he oh, basically cool. he 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 I don't know I don't know exactly what he did, but he started digging because he has he had contacts in the government and contacts with okay all the artists in the whole country and he basically started digging and he, he wanted he just said i want you to buy all of my works from production dolls and uh, learn all of it so i did it and oh, uh, fantastic yeah i did it and then and then he basically said i want you to come here and play concert play some concerts and tour, tour okay. the country. so <clears throat> what i did was i learned half canadian music so i learned um at that point all of patrick rue's published guitar music that okay. I learned from another another wonderful wonderful musician Roddy Elias. I learned uh, okay. a bunch of his pieces and a bunch of Patrick's pieces. So it was half Cape Verdean music and half Canadian music. Wow! And encores in Brazilian music. Okay. So, yeah. So I went and I did that first. So that that was. Uh, now, just, did was was the tour state funded? State or um, state sponsored? I, yeah, I think there was some. Yeah. There was some sponsorship. I think it was more small uh, private businesses sponsoring it. Okay. I mean, one one, but, one concert I played in the auditorium of a bank. Um, right. It was. Uh, it was <laughs> and, and but he other, he had set that all up for you. He, he set it all up. Yeah. Oh, that's up. fantastic. I think, he, I think, and he paid me out of his own pocket for some of it as well. I think oh my gosh. Paid. So so it was really a special experience, and uh, and I also got the Canada Council of the Arts to pay for my airfare there. Excellent. Which, which was very yeah expensive. yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, so, I'm sure. Yeah. So, so it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I learned a lot of great, you know. How long were you there? The first time I was there for a little over two weeks. Okay. And then, after and just that, solo concerts, right? Pardon me. Yeah, just solo. You're just concerts, doing solo yeah. concerts, yeah. Solo concerts, but I also had a chance to. Um, I added in uh, one of the concerts uh, music with his uh, song, a uh, Cape Verdean Morna that he wrote, uh, okay, with his wife, and I sang harmony in Cape Verdean Creole for that too. Oh my God! And then uh, I also got a chance to play with uh, a wonderful uh, local musician named uh, Edson Oliveira. He's on. Facebook. Okay. He was a singer, and I played uh, I played uh, Birimbaum by uh, by uh, Vinicius Mojais and Baden Powell with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was a, it was really just, and I got I got invited into people's houses for dinner and, and into oh, people's man. houses just to jam with them. The the music yeah. that they grew up with playing it was just such a. Uh, incredible, incredible experience, and I got because yeah. of because I had Vasco's name behind me, I got I got to go everywhere. Like I got I did I did interviews for radio shows. I, I it was I want just just got to do incredible amounts of stuff, and uh, I lived with, I lived with his family as well, him and his family, mm -hmm. and I played all his music for him and uh, like got him to um, give me uh, give me some pointers on it. Wow, and, <clears throat> yeah, what an experience! Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, and then and then after That's that, the real I, thing. Yeah, it was totally the real thing. The, the second part of one was even deeper than that because I wrote a grant to go back and study with uh, study Cape Verdean music with people from like, okay. from there, right? So I took lessons with uh, the Cape Verdean guitarist Bao. Um, he was a he's a wonderful, wonderful guitarist. He was he played with um, played with um, oh my gosh, Sodad. You know the, like what's it? Cesaria Ebora, right? Sorry. Okay, Cesare, all right. Bora, he played, and, and Virginia as well, another okay. great guitarist. He, play, he also played with Cesare Bora. Um, and they were um, really, really, really noteworthy guitarists. They'd released yeah. many, many, many recordings. And I got to, I took, so I took lessons with both of them. And I, oh, and I took cool. lessons on the history with Vasco and uh, just, just some stuff about rhythms. And uh, so I just sat there taking notes and playing and, uh, and, uh, and just learning, learning the rhythms, learning the techniques. Yeah. Uh, so How I, long yeah. were you there that time? That was... 
that? I think it was two months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I got a grant to do that, and I was there for two months, learning learning about that music, learning and wow. and, and, it, and it was an even deeper experience. Like I got to go, yeah. I got to go into even more people's houses and. And just it's just 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 sitting down and jamming with people. And I, I, you know, it was that sounds I, like heaven. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, like, it was it was amazing. Two months to, to yeah. yeah, that yeah. sounds like heaven. Yeah, there's a there's a video of me on YouTube. The first time I met Bao, like we sat down for this lesson, and he showed he played this song and we just started jamming and we like it. Like we just there's a video of it. It's like uh, ten minutes. It was like 10, 10, 20 minutes long of us oh, just jamming. And, yeah, he was. Su- it was just such a. Um, such an organic you know experience yeah. with these people like just so cool um yeah so so i got i got a chance to do that and i got a chance to travel around to, to a few different islands at, th- at that time as well um i i really i really want to go back it was just a, it's a yeah. magical place huh and so it was a portuguese colony right it was yeah it was yeah it, 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 it was a, it was actually a slaving port um so, right yeah so <laughs> so yeah it's a largely mulatto population there right and uh yeah, and a lot, a lot of people from Senegal there uh, come, come through okay. as well. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that kind of thing is really good for music, you know. The, oh, yeah, the, 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 you know, the African. All that admixture, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, a lot of it is, um, you know, it's like it, some the, the music that they play locally, a lot of it is, it's, it's very similar to Fado, but without the Moorish accent. Okay. You know, so okay. you, have, you have these similar kinds of melodies that, that don't move by step as quite as right. often as you normally expect, but and you don't have, but, but you're missing all the, uh, you know, yeah, all the, the Middle of, Eastern influence. Yeah. 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 yeah the, all the Moorish influences that went into flamenco huh. and fado from yeah, the yeah. Iberian regions. Yeah. You're missing all that, but it's, it, it's, uh, it's really great music. And of course the people like the rhythm that the people have there, even like little kids yeah. and stuff. It's like, it's like, it's like your picture in Brazil. I mean, you, you, right. Like you just, put does it have, is there much in common with Brazilian music? Yeah, there's, they, they, well, they know Brazilian music very well okay. there. And, yeah. and there's, there's like a lot of the people, um, one of the, one of the biggest composers of instrumental music was named Luis Rendel. And he, okay. he used to be, he used to travel between, Brazil and uh, Cape Verde on ships, and he would share the okay. music on ships, and they would take music from oh, Brazil wow. and bring it into Cape Verde. So there's Shoro from there's a few Shoro I know from Cape Verde. As okay, well. huh? Yeah, yeah. So it's really uh, it's a really super interesting and beautiful musical history there. Yeah, and, amazing. And and I'm sure like there's probably a dozen people on the planet who know anything about it. For a while, I was legitimately calling myself, you know, one of the world's leading. Cause right. Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah. that, yeah, I think your experience, yeah, that certainly makes you, makes you that way. Now, when, when you went for the, the, the two month long study grant, were you performing as well? Or was that just all studying? I did a couple of concerts as well. Yeah. Yeah. I did a couple of concerts. It was, uh, but it was mostly, it was mostly just, less like it was uh, almost every day like i had a lesson almost every that's day. amazing oh my gosh what an opportunity yeah take what back the great, thing i said about what lessons. a great thing I had, to... I had lessons there yeah. <laughs> that's different though yeah <laughs> i was i was older and more able to yeah and it, it was really it was really neat to, you know like it's there's something really neat and organic uh, taking lessons about people who don't read as well like they're just yeah like, oh absolutely they're just yeah. showing it's, you it's, stuff it's all sound yeah it's all sound and it's all sound yeah. That when they're showing you techniques you're not used to, like they you know, one of the te- you're supposed to like rest your rest your uh, rest your a finger on the fingerboard when you okay. and play only with your thumb and index finger for a lot of the stuff. Wow. And I'm sitting there and like Bao, the first time Bao showed it to me, he was like playing polyphonic music, like you know, with with his thumb and index finger only. Oh my gosh. And it was it was like just like wow, that is really cool. Like, really wow. Awesome. 
Huh, and it, uh, playing on a nine-string, six-string yeah. guitar, standard yeah, yeah, tuning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very much. And there's, so there's this whole culture of guitar playing that's unique to Cape Verde that yeah. has its own techniques and everything. That, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Wow, that's something else. That's really crazy. Is the is does the guitar is that like the major instrument for that style of music? Uh, it's certainly very popular there. Yeah. Um, they have. Yeah, I mean, for Morna, there's always guitar. There's usually cavaquinho as well. Okay. A guitar, cavaquinho, yeah. um, and then there were, I mean, I met several really amazing percussionists there who did sure. a whole bunch of different things. And, uh, oh my like, gosh. People are so good at that. And uh, birimbao, they have bi the Cape Verdean birimbao is different than the Brazilian birimbao. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Um, that's cool. So when are you going back? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I want to go back. I want to go to Brazil yeah. too, though. I, I would love yeah. to, um, you know, I have a, such an affinity for for sure. l l all Lusophone music. I love Fado as well. I play Fado yeah. music. And I, I play Brazilian, a lot of Brazilian music. Um, I want to go back to, I want to go to, I've never been to Brazil and I want, I really want to go to Brazil yeah. as well. Um, <clears throat> I think if I go back to, if, I, if I'm able to go, like one that Vasco was talking to me uh, last year um, within the pandemic and I, I really still really need to do this to record all of his music again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did record all of his music once, um, but it was it was kind of I think my equipment was a little inferior at the time. Okay. But uh, yeah, record all and just really so just for release. I, sure. He has a, he has still has a little library of guitar pieces, so that's a project I might do, and I might be able to go back after I right. after I do that. Or if I can and is he is he a guitarist? Yeah, is, he's a guitarist, yeah. and he, he I think his main instrument would be keyboards and piano. And he okay. And he, and, and, and he's and written actually, all sorts of kind of music. He writes well. He writes yeah. mostly symphonic music. Okay. So that's another trip I did for him. I, I went to produce a record of all his, of well, four, three of his symphonies in the Czech Republic. Oh my God. So that was incredible. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was for a French record label. And yeah. We, um, yeah. We, uh, I, I basically. Were you, in, were you engineering? I edited all his scores. Uh, okay. I went, I coached everybody. I there were we had they had a separate engineer. But I did I did all the mic placements and stuff, and then I edited wow. it and mastered the whole thing. Oh wow! Yeah, that did was you, pretty, did you did you stay in the Czech Republic for the for all of that, or did you take take it? I was there for I was there yeah. for exactly one week, <laughs> and I hardly slept the whole week. Right, just, just, what fun just, though! Oh it was God. it was such an incredible like, that yeah. was just an incredible experience as well, and it was uh, it was in Teplice. It was one of the oldest. Okay. Um, I think it might have been one of the Europe's oldest orchestras, uh, and wow. it was it was run by a Canadian named uh, conducted by a Canadian named Charles Olivier Monroe. Okay. Yeah, so we made a rec we made a record there, and I took it. I took all the I took everything back and uh, edited and mastered it. And Amazing! Oh, how cool! Wow, that that's that's, yeah, that's those are great opportunities. That's yeah. that's really that's so, fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, I had I had some really good. Uh, how old is he? Vasco Martins. Yeah. Um, he is. Uh, I think he would be in his 60s at this point. I'm okay. Not sure. I'm not sure exactly, to be honest. Yeah. And, and he's somewhat of a, a national celebrity there, I imagine. Like, yeah, he's definitely yeah. a celebrity there. Like, it was funny, you know, like, you, it was such a, I mean, man, I, I have to write some of this down. It's just memoir material. Like, you, Absolutely. As I, as I went through the airports getting closer to the country, <laughs> I would meet Cape Verdeans. I'd say, Vasco Martins. It goes, yeah, I know Vasco. I've, you know, I, you oh, know me, wow. me and Vasco have wine and coffee all the time, you know. His Amazing. wife is you know, such a beautiful person, and it was it was really um, it felt like uh, it almost like it there was a real sense of you know this this whole this really tight family parochialism you know like yeah. as you get closer and closer and 
and uh, this, a real <laughs> sense of acceptance. Like if you go, if you go there and you could play their, you could play some of their music or yeah. you know somebody. It's like there's this, there's a real heavy sense of acceptance, and uh, it was, it's, it was a very progressive place, I think, as far as as far as uh, that kind of country goes as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, fantastic. Yeah, it was it was yeah. just such a my whole interaction with him and the the whole his family. I mean, I, I love his family as well. Like I stayed with them for the whole time I was there, yeah. and it was uh, it was just. Uh, it, I mean, it was an experience. I, I mean, I, I would think it's safe to say very, very, very few people I've ever had. I was the first yeah. North American to ever tour in that country. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! On any instrument, like ever? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! What a thing! <laughs> I, I, I can't even wrap my head around that, man. That's that's. <laughs> it's, it's really special. <laughs> wow, that is very cool. Yeah. When when was that that you, that you did this? That, I think that was around. It was between. I, mean, I, I remember it, but I can't. I couldn't. Two thousand. Yeah. Two thousand seven, two thousand nine. Okay. That, that's yeah, yeah. That, that, right. that region, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and I was also. I, I think after that, I was. Yeah, I did an album. I recorded an album with Donna Brown after that. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Brazilian music with voice. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I hope you get to go back, man. I, that's, that's, oh, I, I, like, I have to. I think yeah, I would, you have I think to. I would be doing yeah. myself a disservice if I didn't. Yeah, that's that's tremendous. That's great. Have you have you been? So you 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 went to went to France with the the quartet um, early off, and and you did the thing in the Czech Czech Republic. Have you done other other things in Europe or elsewhere? Uh, Germany, France, Czech Republic. Yeah, I think that's about it for Europe. Um, yeah. yeah, I toured all over Canada, of course. Right. And what did you do in Germany? Um, well, actually, when I was in Germany, I was mostly teaching martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Huh. And then, is there anything else we, that, that we should talk about, do you think? Um, we, we've been, been at it for a little while, but... Well, uh, I've got to... Yeah. I, I mean... Jeez, man. I mean, pandemic is... <laughs> it's, it's like there's a million things that... There's a million things that may or, come to mind as may or may not. I'm going to be doing a concert, yeah. um, assuming life changes appropriately i'm going to be doing yeah. a concert with donna brown at the montreal conservatory uh in uh next year excellent so you already got a date it's all scheduled and everything um it's it's being scheduled right now yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm i'm basically looking looking to book i mean I, i'm hoping the world's going to normal back to normal and i'm looking to book as many performances as possible so sure if anyone's interested man anywhere <laughs> let's work it out <laughs> um, and you're doing you're doing all that for yourself right you, you you're yeah, running yeah. your your own books and all that yeah yeah, yeah, I haven't, I've, unfortunately, I, you know, I, I, my searches for representation have never been very fruitful, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what your experience has been that, but... It's, you know, I, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I, I ever got on that was, was that uh, nobody's probably going to do as good a job as you can do for yourself until you get to a certain level where you can't handle it anymore. You know, yeah, and, and, then, I, and then, I, I was never in danger of getting to that level. <laughs> um, you know, so it was, I would say that I, I've, I've towed the line. Like I've, I've, I've done it to the point where people were interested, but not for very long, you know, and, and I get it, you know, like it's, 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 it's a lot of work, you know. Um, it's, it's very hard to put, you know, to have the energy for, for producing art the way you want, you know, and then as well do the other hundred million things that you have to do as an artist today. Yeah. It, it's very, yeah. it's very difficult to organize yourself to do that all. And, uh, you yeah. know, 
Yeah, we, I, think I think if I were a better businessman, I might I might have a, a more impressive career. <laughs> you know? same, same here, man. Same here. Same here. Uh, I feel like I got I the guitar thing. I down. just want to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so. Very cool. Well, yeah. Well, I hope I hope that uh, that that things do return to normal and and you get to get out there and and and, and play a bunch and I think I think. We how how is it that we've never gotten you to Columbus? What's that all about? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know we, we talked about it in passing years ago, but yeah, I mean, how? I mean, I I am not I'm not bullshitting you. You were one of my favorite players. I like I love oh, the way thanks, you play, man. That's, that's and nice like it's so weird that like how how is it that you you know <laughs> I've not gotten you here. <laughs> So we, I think we need to make that happen. I think we absolutely. Oh, that would be wonderful to do to do someday for sure. Yeah. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll put a bug in the ear. It's you know the, it's uh, yeah. it, we we met such uh, such a very elite and amazing group of players you know back in our competition. Oh, I know. It's it's weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, I feel like. <laughs> and I had no idea. I had no idea that's what was going on. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just like. And we're all like most of us are still are still doing it, you know. And it's, yeah. it's just it's that's just, yeah, good it's point. Just so it's such an amazing uh, like I, I felt like it was almost the only time I ever met people as committed to you know to, to doing the thing as, yeah. as, I, as I felt like I was. So it was really uh, really quite a special experience. Yeah. And, and and flung across the globe, you know. I mean, it's, it's yeah, uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So it's funny because yeah, these these. You don't know it's a magical time when you're in it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like it's only in well, hindsight. It's only in right. Hindsight. This this might be a magical time, so pay attention. You know? <laughs> instead, or it might just be shit. <laughs> yeah. Instead, instead we're drinking too many beers and uh, right. taking night road trips to Niagara Falls. <laughs> I wouldn't trade it for anything. Not a thing. So. All right, man. Well, I I, I think we can I think we can wrap it up. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, well, thanks so thank much for asking me. Eh? It was great, great, great to great talk talking. to you, and and uh, I really appreciate you giving me your time on this. And I'll, I'll let you know when everything's going to be released and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. This is Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar on My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. <laughs>